This week, we are not sponsored by the state of Alabama. Alabama cannot count to the five bucks it would take to sponsor this podcast, nor could they spell the SMCP in our website to find us. Alabama is ranked last in education, but first alphabetically. Not that they would know. Alabama, where the homes are sweet and the racism is bitter. Consult your clan leader if Alabama is right for you. This week on the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. But this was a funny gag. Being the Kmart man that you uh, are. Yeah, the Kmart. I sold my soul to them back when I was a teenager. And now they own me. I'm not allowed in Walmart anymore. <laughs> they won't let Makes it really hard to shop considering there's no Kmart anymore. <laughs> I need to buy this very specific blood, five items. The blood pact persists. The blood pact persists, though. Um, so... Uh, do we want to talk about that time the Tasmanian Devil did ba- blackface? Hey kids, it's time for the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast! Good morning, guys, gals, and NB pals. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, are you ready to return to monkey... No, because I had to reset my computer and now I'm looking through my notes. But pretend I am. Pretend for a minute, if you will, that if we could return to monkey. We could return imagine, to monkey. Imagine, if you will. We're doing a lot of uh, jewel-based movie, jewel-based heist movies this week. Oh yeah. For for reference, to peel the curtain back, we just uh, we put out our most recent Airbud episode, which involved something called the Jewel of Eternity. Uh, which of course, what have else magic- would it be well, about? It didn't have confirmed magical powers, but we're pretty certain it was a Chaos Emerald. Uh, and then in this movie, yeah. and Looney Tunes back in action, there's the Blue Monkey, which is a... Uh, uh, what, kind of, what kind of jewel is it? It's not an emerald. Emeralds are like green. Uh, it's like a sapphire? No, maybe? a sapphire? It's kind of like a sapphire. I think... I don't know. I don't it's know like a shit sapphire about that shit. seems to be powered by the sun. What did much- I play Pokemon Gen 3? <laughs> uh, what did I do? Watch Demon Universe? Uh, it's a it's a sapphire that appears to be powered by the sun, much like the the stone from JoJo. Except instead of killing vampires, it turns you into a monkey. Yeah, and we'll get there. I've I've already just buried the lead. But th- this week we watched the de facto sequel, I guess, to Space Jam. Don't trust their lies when they say Space Jam Two. This is the actual sequel. Uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. Um. It, they, it, it's it's a movie um <laughs> there was a space jam was supposed to get sequels apparently you told me last time on the space jam episode yeah let's let's just uh, and this recap was, that this is probably bit. one of those right in fact it, it it was directly one of those i mentioned you know i mentioned in the last episode that there was supposed to be a nascar sequel which explains the the uh what's his name gordon appearance in this movie um mm-hmm. there was supposed to be a or like I say, supposed to be the plans were put in place: a skateboarding movie with Tony Hawk, and the interesting one was a spy movie with Jackie Chan called Spy Jam. Very Jackie Chan, I guess. Right, I guess spy movie. I would totally not. watch Jackie Chan mugging next to Bugs Bunny. I think that that has like because Jackie Chan's great. And that where did you hear mugging? That put it on your list of words to use. I think recently. I'm just thinking of Bugs Bunny. Mugging. And the words are so close that it's just in my brain now. So, the Jackie Chan bit was dropped eventually, but they, for whatever reason, I guess Warner Brothers just liked the idea of a spy movie because it wound up getting transformed. And there's a weird amount of build and uh, uh, production notes about this movie and how it got made. Some seemingly better than others. Uh, for example, the director, Joe Dante wanted exactly the opposite of Warner Brothers wanted. Warner Brothers hired him, and he came on, he's like, hey, you've got ideas in mind. I hate them. I'm not doing them. <laughs> he uh, he, and the screenwriter, Larry Doyle, specifically stated they wanted this movie to be the anti-Space Jam because Dante did not like Space Jam. What a fucking maroon. How could he not like Space Jam? Well, we and also, like how is this the anti-Space Jam? I, like, I don't know what trait Space Jam had that this does, like... I, I, you know, I, 
So it's it they, comes that, more... it basically comes down to how the movies are presented. Uh, Space Jam is a movie in which the Looney Tunes, uh, there is a narrative in which the Looney Tunes have to participate in to uh, get to a goal, right? This movie mm-hmm. is made more specifically in mind where um, it's written. The na- Here's a fun thing. Uh, in an interview, uh, Joe Dante goes out to flat out say the narrative of this movie is pointless. The narrative of this movie does not matter. And it's written entirely to get from one gag to another gag. Yep. So that, that, Space that, Jam, that, uh, Space Jam is written as an actual like story. This is written as a bunch of jokes with a story to string it along. Yeah, uh, Space hey, Jam is Space Space Jam is more of a movie. Back in Action is more of a comedy movie, like a classic yeah. comedy movie. Hey Morgan, guess what critics critics lasered in on as a particular reason that this film wasn't great? Um, is it because there was no narrative? They've pointed it out. They pointed out that the narrative of this movie was kind of non-existent. Which is well, fine for a lot of cartoons, which but for, maybe not for yeah, a which classic Looney Tunes fans come to expect a, yeah, a level of um quality in their narrative in the three minute cartoons. Right, right. Listen, you gotta know. I don't know. Is it duck season or is it rabbit season? I'm very invested. Mm-hmm. We never you know, we never truly get the answer. It's like who's the boss, right? Keeps you thinking, keeps you <laughs> I guessing. I don't know. I don't know who the boss is. Is it Tony Danza? Is it Tony Danza or another character in that show that I've totally watched? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've watched this. I'm twenty four. I'm of course. I'm 24. I'll, I get who's the boss references on these <laughs> today's sitcoms. We're we're swinging the pendulum the other way on our esoteric references. <laughs> now, these now are, no these... one will get it for different reasons. This is too old. It's outside of our. I don't age get stages. it. I don't. I've never seen who's the boss. I just know <laughs> the joke is like, oh, who's the boss, and that's the end of the joke. Nobody references anything that happens in Who's the Boss. There's the episode of Community where uh, uh, Daniel Daniel Pudi or whatever how you pronounce his name. Booty, uh, is is just like he m- gets his professor to commit suicide because the class he teaches on who's the boss has uh, has a definitive answer when his whole life's work is proving that there is no answer. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my, my great life's episode of Community. work. Oh, how sad is it to have your life's work be in reference to someone else's work? Mm-hmm. Pause, pause pause so this movie so back in action uh shockingly was not quite as big a success as space jam was it had a budget of 80 million dollars and worldwide across its entire run grossed 68.5 million dollars ah damn dude yeah the novelties bombed the novelties worn off by now and like by now, though, this was eight years after Space Jam. I don't know if people were clamoring for more Looney Tunes hijinks in a live action yeah. setting. But God, and the more you read about it, the sadder it gets, because apparently this shocked Warner Brothers completely. They were going really? to use this movie as a launching pad to revitalize Looney Tunes, to bring it like back to a, a renaissance era of Looney Tunes. And then we never got another Looney Tunes. No, uh, back in action killed Looney Tunes until some it brave died, souls dusted off. The franchise off. died with ba- with, <laughs> with with back Looney in Tunes back in action, just like Brendan Fraser's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were making like new shorts to tie into the movie and a Duck Dodgers TV series. They did and, do that. That did. And come then out. when the movie failed, they canceled all of it. They did do the Duck Dodgers things though, which the Duck Dodgers cartoon not that good. Weirdly horny. Like in the first like six <laughs> episodes, five of them are about him being like uh, seduced by a girl alien, who is stacked. It's stacked. They're usually stacked. Ugh. Yeah, I remember not enjoying Duck Dodgers all that much because it's just it was like it, it just wasn't it wasn't the funniest like Looney Tunes. It's not what I want concept. in Looney Tunes. Yeah. Much like how Space Jam wasn't exactly what I want in Looney Tunes. Back in action, however, kind of is what I want in Looney Tunes, at least for the first half. It's, 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 what it does right is it, it like, it's, it like calls back to the vaudevillian nature of Looney Tunes, right? Because it's, yeah, it's all movie gags. It's, 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 uh, it, it, it's constantly breaking. The, there's no for, fourth wall in this movie. It's been shattered by the time it comes out. 
right? Mm-hmm. So that it's they're on a movie lot. They're making them. They talk about making a movie, and it turns out the movie that they that they were talking about making has been the movie the whole time. That was actually the movie you're watching. And there's a lot of layers to it that weren't aren't worth acknowledging because the plot doesn't matter. Right. Also, yeah. I want to point out, because I just looked it up because I was curious. <laughs> I looked up... So Duck Dodgers has a unique Wikipedia page in that the character, who is just Daffy, but whatever, it's Duck Dodgers, has its own page. And it says, last appearance, Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, shit. So the, the, the cartoon series predates back in action, and then back in action killed it. That's Damn. tragic. They, they Not had that I like a season it, but... in the making of Duck Dodgers, and they yeah. canceled it because back in it. Wow. Wow, no, back in wow. action did a lot, a lot, a lot of damage to to the brand, which is weird because it is, I think, the better movie, like easily to Space Jam. It, so this is probably going to be. I don't know if this is controversial. I don't know if we're going to ruffle some feathers. Back in action is a better movie than Space Jam. We should have been getting a Back in Action two instead of a Space Jam two. For real, it, and it's just like and 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 Space Jam is coasting on the oddity of itself, right? Yeah. It's just like, because to, to to do a uh, Roger Rabbit style thing like they do with uh, Back in Action, right? As opposed to what if we just have them crossed over with Michael Jordan, which doesn't make any right. sense. No one asked for that. Looney Tunes and that's like, Michael it's so Jordan. weird you have to watch it. It's so weird you have to watch it. Yeah. And <laughs> I also like the idea of uh, Space Jam survives on the absurdity of it, uh, as opposed to Back in Action, which is grounded. It's well because it like it doesn't take itself seriously. Space Jam kind of weird in a weird way takes itself seriously. Like they 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 pretend that there are stakes. Yeah. And like Looney Tunes back in action, all the stakes are like taken away, and like nobody cares about them. <laughs> They're really, made up on right? the fly. Yeah. And then dumped on the fly as well. It it, it it's so stupid, right? Like a diamond's gonna be stolen, sure. But this diamond also turns people into monkeys, we find out halfway through. <laughs> right. Which is like, which, which is, is cool. a Kim Possible episode. You're, there's a villain in Kim Possible called fucking Monkey Fist. Okay. And he's just this, this like, Shaolin monk British oh, yeah, guy. He's, he's Ron's uh, arch enemy. Yeah, he's Ron's arch enemy. And, ev- and he, keeps, he keeps coming back. And every time there's a different ancient monkey mystical item that does monkey shit. <laughs> like there's the Shaolin so many weapons. From different cultures, right? Like, what the fuck? How many <laughs> monkey cults were there? And and it's such bullshit. And, like, who cares, right? Of course, what? why not? There, Why isn't Morgan, there another? Morgan, I pose to you, what is humanity but one giant monkey cult? You've seen the evolution Damn. charts. We're obsessed Damn. with monkeys. I've been absolutely destroyed. With facts and logic, you just rocked my grok, bro. I don't need. I don't know. Rocked anymore. my grok. <laughs> Debate me, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> so uh, I will say one thing that helps this movie not feel as because again, it is very strange to say that uh, Space Jam is a um, more serious movie. But one thing that helps is having actual actors be able to act. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. I don't say, think I think it's it, I'd be hard pressed to say anyone like kills it in this movie. I don't, they perform I don't, their I don't roles I, properly. Some of them too I much, arguably. Know. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. It's weird because Brendan Fraser. I don't know if I would say he's like a funny guy. You know, right. he funny can guy. be, huh. but he's not like a comedy actor at this point. Uh, yeah, he he's he's like, like the Mummy movies aren't necessarily comedies, but they have like comedic elements. Yeah. Well, almost in the same way like like Robert Downey Jr. is now, right? Yeah. Like, he's very funny as an actor, but he's not, like, playing in comedies. Yeah. Um, But he's not, but he's not like, particularly funny in this. Steve Martin is a comedy actor. Steve Martin but... blows chunks in this. He's Ooh. terrible. Oh, boy. He's... I don't... Uh, so, it's incredible. This movie has... Th- this movie is about people partnering with... Looney Tunes. It's, it's it's about Looney Tunes live in our world and where you know uh, we have to, to to partner up with them to save the world. And despite the exist. fact that there are literal cartoons in this world, Steve Martin is the most animated character in this film, and it is not a good thing. No, he is doing the worst Mike Myers impression. I feel like and just like hmm. over the top, 
he's in because just the way he's dressed looks like a like a fucking character in um uh austin powers kinda i i could see it i could definitely see it it, it reminds like, me more of um what was that stupid uh maybe not stupid i don't want to use that word i'll just throw that around but what is that like movie with the turtle man Oh uh, god. Uh, the, oh that's uh Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, yeah, he looks like he's from Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't even know what to Google to look up the name of that movie, but no, he looks like a, he looks like a geek, which is the point. He's supposed to look dumb. He's the are you uh, talking chairman about, of Are Acme. you talking about Oh, you am I not turtle that's a master disguise. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Am I not turtle enough for the turtle club? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he looks like master disguise, but uh he has like uh, he has the more I think about his <laughs> design, it just upsets uh, me. Because uh, yeah, I keep like I'm, I'm got, running it down like, like a scanner in my brain. He's got short pants, khakis, long socks pulled all the way up to his yeah. knees. He's yep. got this stupid haircut, this stupid like bowl cut haircut, big dumb glasses. He, I can't. He, his suit is starched to shit, so he's always like t posing in a way. Yeah, every time he laughs, he reels back and he almost falls. It's 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 so much. It's it's not a single moment in this is he. Well, I guess the Wiley Coyote bit is funny. The Wiley Coyote bit he does. That's a good bit, funny. but is that because of Steve Martin? No, I don't think so. There's That's just the bit, bit itself is solid. Where where he's like sends Wiley Coyote out of the room and they he just leaves and, and Wiley Coyote's off screen and he says, Oh, and there's some people moving in a uh, safe in the other room and then you just hear, and you the, hear sound the sound effect. effect. And then he just goes through three different cartoon cliches. Yeah. That he warns the, them about as the, the last sound one is great. Where he's like, I guess I shouldn't even mention all of the glass, and you hear glass shattering all, all over the place. <laughs> and that's a and funny also bit. the fireworks, yeah. And the fi- <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't know if you could. I like Steve Martin. Steve Martin's a really good actor. Steve Martin's a really good comedy actor. This is not his best role. No, um, this is no cheap. And I think it's doesn't. worth noting right now that uh, the villains in this movie are Acme, which I think makes sense actually. It does. I, I like that idea. I like that call to the mythos. If mm-hmm. we're going to pretend like this movie has a plot, if we're going to pretend like Looney Tunes has this overarching thing, then yeah, yeah. Acme makes sense. A- Acme seems to be the richest corporation in the Looney Tunes universe as they make everything. And there's this fantastic running gag of this... Uh, we discover at what appears at the same time the characters themselves discover who is in, is not in fact evil. Yeah, like we have so, Yosemite so, Sam, which obviously, obviously Yosemite Sam is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Martin Man, Martin Martian, but fucking what the hell, Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, who of course Marvin the Martian, Marvin Martian. Damn it, damn it, damn it! I did that last time too. I can't with this guy. But then we have stuff like uh, Wiley Coyote makes sense, but you wouldn't expect him to work for a corporation. But then the best one's probably uh, uh your favorite guy. The oh, vulture. B- B- Beaky buzzard. Beaky, Beaky buzzer. buzzer. <laughs> he flies in oh, on a helicopter. Oh, oh, yep. I'm a vicious bird of prey. <laughs> uh, Tasmanian devil is evil because that makes sense as well. There's yeah, a whatever. point he... in the movie which is they almost try to swerve you where Grandma, what's her name, and Sylvester and Tweety Bird just are granny. evil. Granny is It is just Granny, yeah. The iconic character. I say that as a joke, but boy, they treat Granny as the most iconic Looney Tunes character. Granny gets reused a lot, which is interesting because she's never the focal point of her cartoon. No, she's arguably like there just because she needs to be. She gets used more than Sylvester. Tweety Bird gets more screen time than all three of them, but fucking... That makes sense. but, But Sylvester just gets put by the wayside for some reason, man. Yeah, and I, have you by chance seen one but, of the new trailers for uh, Space Jam Two, where it's a Matrix oh, parody that features Granny? No, it's Granny that and sounds, um. That oh, sounds like a really good bit. Oh, that's an interesting pairing. It's not. I tell you what, it turns speaking out of, that it's not. Speaking of, speaking of pairings, this movie pushes the one true pairing of Daffy <laughs> and Bugs really hard. I think this lays the groundwork for the Looney Tunes show. It Not does. to be confused with they, the other Looney Tunes they, shows. The they are really good together in this movie. Daffy and Bugs are yeah. are actually kind of hilarious in this movie. 
I, uh, surprisingly to everyone, the two focal main Looney Tunes in this Looney Tunes movie is the best part of the movie. Brendan Fraser, is full pretty good. Chaos. But Brendan Fraser's Jack? solid. I like Brendan Fraser. Uh, Jenna Elfin, okay. She kind of doesn't, could, I, she doesn't know. really have much to do in the movie, right? She's kind of just, really uh, her fault. and I can say this because this is a early 2000s movie and women didn't have rights yet. She's kind of just a bitch. She, right? she her is, role is just to be, she, but she's she's that. a movie executive. Of course, she's a stone well, yeah. bitch. Well, she is there's for the, the first ten a minutes scene, at least. The, there's the scene where Daffy shakes her hand and it cuts back to him and his hand is frozen over. It's yeah. great. <laughs> there's a and what impresses me a lot about this movie is how many, because um, when you do a movie like this, you it's it's much easier to not have the cartoon characters interact with real world shit all that much. Yeah, but this movie goes like way. The first scene that, in the movie is them showing you, "Hey, we're gonna do a lot of this." We're like Brendan Daffy's fumbling over a table, knocking cups over and shit. Brendan Fraser has a full on uh, fist fight with two like thugs. Yeah, two like goons. Two, two and it's uh, good. It's solid. Mostly, if you yeah, don't like look right. at it really hard, it's good. It's like you know, it's fine. It's two thousand three, whatever. Yeah, if you look at it really hard, you realize the direction is clearly. Hey, Brendan, just start doing some sick combos, and we'll animate it. However, this, it's 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 interesting, right? Because it's not because like they do this shit all the time. There's nothing really impressive about doing a half animated movie because every movie is half animated now. Like Pacific well, Rim yeah. is made on the same principle as Roger Rabbit. When you think about it, <laughs> when you really think about it, well, when you really think about it, but. Okay. But it's different when they're 3D CG models, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are 2D animated. And by the way, they're pretty well animated. There's they're like very a nice. lot of great it 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 works really well in this movie. Um it's not, you know, it I... it it's, it's it's so charming. They just look great. Space yeah. Jam, there's a lot of weird perspective shit. It's it's um... Space Jam is shot interestingly, and I think that's just a product of it being in the '90s and not having the best budget in the world. Somehow, this movie got a significant. I actually don't know if this budget is higher, but this movie got a good budget, and uh, it. What's interesting is that the the character characters are animated much better than in Space Jam. I didn't think they were actually animated poorly. I actually like the animation in Space Jam, but they're very clearly better in this. They're like high fidelity. In in Space Jam, they don't make a lot of like Looney Tunes bits. Like no, like, they don't. They they they're animated like fine as characters, but they don't. They're not animated like Looney Tunes characters a lot of the time. All right, you interestingly know? enough, this they and Space a... Jam had the same budget. Hmm? They both had and eighty inflation, million. Uh, c- c- true, true. For inflation. inflation's a bitch. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but this one had a lot of like classic Looney Tune. Uh, you know, squash and stretch, uh, shit like that. Yeah, you know that, that was that was something that uh, the director had mentioned. He's Space Jam is a modernized version of Looney Tunes, but kind of throws like I don't want to say like throws the traditional shit to the wayside, but it's not as focused on that, except for maybe one or two scenes near the end. Whereas this movie is very clearly an homage to class the classic Looney Tunes structure, and that was the side. idea. This is great scene. So, uh, so, so with the Wiley Coyote bit, right? What they they keep sending Looney Tunes characters after Bugs and Daffy and Brendan Fraser and whoever. Um, yeah, and and some woman, uh-huh. <laughs> some replaceable woman. But there's this Wiley Coyote bit where he gets sent after them, um, and and uh, <laughs> he he gets he like orders a giant missile on like yeah. Acme's delivery, and it's great. And he sets it out. There's this long bit of him like aiming it. And it immediately just like fires right back at him, and mm. then we cut to like miles away, Bugs Bunny and Brendan Fraser just sitting, and there's just like not even so, you can't they're so far away you can't even hear it, but there's just a huge mushroom cloud. Uh, yeah, just an explosion way, the way in the back. They don't it, even acknowledge that Wiley Coyote existed. It's like an Airbud villain. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. It's this movie is actually pretty good with background gags. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of like cartoon shenanigans in the background. If you pay attention, there's some weird quick shots as well. Uh, there, there's another early on, uh, Wiley Coyote and Ralph bit, Ralph being the dog, um, famous, the sheep oh, yeah, dog, yeah, yeah. Who, who, um, they always do the bit of them punching in and out. Mm. Um, yeah, they're in a, they're in a diner. As he, as, 
as he's beating up Wiley Coyote, he, they just like the clock, the uh, the uh, whistle blows, and then they just clock out, and then another sheepdog right. and another <laughs> coyote come in, and they just start beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, and they just appear in a in the background of a diner, and they are not the focal point. It, they're in the center of the screen, but there's it's Bugs and what's her name talking. Mm-hmm. Also, in this same scene is this fantastic bit uh, where we pass the table of Scooby Doo and Shaggy berating uh matthew uh what's it matthew lillard the yeah. actor for shaggy in the live action scooby-doo movies and shaggy's like zoinks you made me look like a total dork and scooby threatens his life <laughs> threatens to eat matt lillard i have always loved i don't know why but i've always loved the concept of cartoon characters being actors and then seeing there, them off uh off their sets there was a great there was a great thing about um that was like the, one of the coolest things about like Cartoon Network City. Yeah. If you remember. Those those uh, bumps was, between like commercials. Yeah. And then they had bits where like they they had like um there's that one where it was like 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 dating like they did this TMZ thing where they got the scoop on when Daphne went on a blind date with Ed from Ed and Eddie. <laughs> Do you remember that That's bit? So good. I don't remember that one. No. I remember the one you the uh I know you like it. You brought it up before where uh, uh, Professor Utonium is like can't get into his car, and so Dexter from Dexter's lab passes by, and he's like having <laughs> trouble a- with your car. Why not use some chemical X? <laughs> well, he's asshole. such a dick. Uh, for some reason, this also reminded me of there was a um, uh, this is this makes its rounds every now and then, but the Cartoon Network commercial for the their Friday Fridays block, which aired on Nickelodeon. And they oh, yeah. animated it as, like, this covert shit. And the backstory behind that is really cool. It's way beyond the scope of this podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's funny. Where they uh, bought a shitload of local commercial slots <laughs> and put Cartoon Network commercials in. And, like, who? it's such a weird group of people, too. It's Double D from Ed and Eddie. It's Johnny Bravo. I think it's, like, the monkey from uh, 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 I Am Weasel. Or something yeah, like that. The, Just the, like yeah. this weird group. Uh, uh, Buttercup. And they yeah, like break into that. Nickelodeon to promote their I, own that shit. That one's uh, worth looking up. It's um, really solid. It's funny. It's no, dirty. But they it's re- low. They push the, the, the Looney Tunes as actors a lot. Yeah. And, it, and it's and it's great. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. They open with them acting the... Um, the duck season rabbit season bit right right the one Looney Tunes bit everyone knows yes and um and th- that's what starts the thing uh duck uh daffy duck's like oh i'm sick of this i'm sick of playing said but why do i always get shot in the face whatever yeah. um and then he he like quits well he threats to quits and then gets fired um and then they have the scene where bugs and uh elmer try doing the scene without daffy duck for some reason, the exact like, same scene. Yeah, and he's just like reading the script. Like, I, this scene doesn't. I'm, I'm telling you, this scene doesn't work without Daffy. Yeah, and <laughs> the the conceit is we have to hire that duck back. Not let's just do a different scene. It's like no, no. Bugs is committed to the scene. Yeah, and uh, it's great that they have these two fat guys in suits playing the Warner Brothers. <laughs> these identical fat guys. <laughs> and then we get the great scene where they're berating what's her name, the uh, the the exec who fires Daffy, and. Yeah. Then, like, Bugs appears behind the two, dressed up like them. Just full big chungusing. It's great. It's really good. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is really great in this. Daffy has a... Daffy has a fuck ton of amazing lines in this movie. Like, Daffy the is a real character. Re- script is really nice in this movie. Like, you could... Like, <laughs> this movie is front-loaded as shit. It, it starts off really strong. Man. And then the plot gets crazy, and it... And here's a here's where critics are right. The plots might not matter, but it gets so convoluted that it's distracting that you yeah. can't stop. Yeah, the movie itself can't keep up with its own plot. It just starts throwing yeah. things aside and like nothing. So it and it 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 feels like uh, it feels a lot because you can split this movie exact almost exactly in half. There is a distinct point where the plot begins to take precedence over the gags, and it starts to just kind of shit the bed. 
And it's, it's when they go to right Area 51. At, it's right after they go to Walmart in the, the middle yeah, of the desert. They go to Walmart in the middle of the desert, which is might be one of the best product placements outside of um Bill, uh, not Bill and Ted, fucking Wayne's World. And it's it's so, it's so forced and they and they admit it. They're like own up yeah. to it the entire time. It's like it, they're in the middle of the desert. They've been walking for miles. They're outside of Vegas, right? Um and uh they're in Arizona. And uh, it's like, is it a mirage or is it just product placement? <laughs> and then, and then uh, Daffy says, who cares? Fuck, uh, I'll sell out. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, but, with convenient low prices. <laughs> it's just like shit like that. convenient low prices. Doritos, Mountain Dew, your product name here. Product here. <laughs> that fuck's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they and then it cuts to them walking out it's like it was nice of them to give us these free drinks for saying walmart so many times <laughs> yeah it's so it, it's the the only way to like because product placement can be distracting sometimes it's just fine it's in the background or whatever or it can be massively horribly distracting but sometimes if you're actually able to just point it out as heavily as they do in this movie or like they do in this movie it's fine. Like, I'm, I don't like Walmart. I actually hate Walmart. I exclusively try to not shop at Walmart as much as I can. But Being this the was Kmart a funny game. that you are. Uh, yeah, the Kmart. I sold my soul to them back when I was a teenager. I'm not and allowed in Walmart me. anymore. They won't Makes it really hard to shop considering there's no Kmart anymore. <laughs> I need to but buy blood, this very specific five items. Persists. And I don't know where to go. <laughs> the blood pack persists, though. Um... So, what do we want about? to talk about that time the Tasmanian Devil did blackface? That's a, there's a lot of layers to it, but we might as well start. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> there's a scene. I'm not going to explain the plot. Plot doesn't fucking matter. But the point is, all of our characters are in Africa. And uh, so, Brendan Fraser... No, we can, we can sum it up real quick. They, Denver, they, okay. get, they, they get told in LA uh -huh. to go to Las Vegas, where right. they get a card... Yes. That tells them that they get the, the they're told to go to the Mona Lisa uh -huh. after going to Area 51. Yeah. Area 52. Area 52. Correct. Area 51's a lie. It's a scam. It's a sham. Yes. And then they go to Paris and uh -huh. then they go to, which the Mona Lisa tells them to go to Africa. So now uh -huh. they're in Africa. Yeah. This is a very world traveled movie. Yes. Except none of the, they're not on location for any of these what? places. I'm on an $80 certain. million dollar budget with animation like this, they're not on location? I don't think so, man. You don't think they actually rented out the Louvre? They probably went to Vegas and the desert. They probably got some like car shots in Vegas. And the Hollywood uh, In lot. Jeff Gordon's car. <laughs> Jeff Gordon's car. <laughs> There's this great bit with Jeff Gordon. Where they're fucking, where he's like talking to a valet. They just cut to this car. They're about to go into a car chase. They they drive off, and Yosemite Sam's trying to steal a car. So Jeff Gordon just tells the valet, "It's like, yeah, it's a modified Chevrolet. It's got a big twenty four on it." <laughs> he <laughs> might as well have said, bit. "It's dressed like I am." Yeah, that's, that would have been good. So so our characters uh, are in Africa, and yeah. they uh very awfully conveniently run into Granny Sylvester and Tweety Bird. And at one point, uh, a bunch of different colored Tweety Birds pop out. And our Tweety goes, oh, I found my roots. So we learn that Tweety Bird is an African species, whatever it is. And there's this very interesting shot, which I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if it's a comfortable shot for me. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm allowed to feel comfortable about the shot uh, or about the gag. Where the birds start beating the shit out of Sylvester, the colonizer. And, and Tweety's wearing... Like this traditional African uh, 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 garb. Do we? Do, what do we call? What are those outfits called? Uh, you and know, the hats. It would Might be a lot up. less white of us if we did know that. Yeah. Be real black if you did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I think it's. I think this might be one of those. Just like, let it lie. Let, let, let's let us two crackers sit down and shut up about it, alright? Alright. But anyway, but does, so Tweety's, he, he we put, confirmed Tweety is He puts his fist out in the air. He puts yeah. his fist in the air. Uh, he's like, he says like Tweety power or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. Says something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and that's and, a fun and gag, I guess. Out, 
And it turns out Tweety Bird is, ta- is, is so he's canonically black. Tweety Bird is canonically yes. black. We've discovered. Uh, or at the very least, as the kids like to say, black-coated, yes. He's black-coated. Like Piccolo. <laughs> if you don't believe that, if you don't think Piccolo's black-coated. You're so stupid. You're an uh, idiot. Maybe not originally, but he is now. Yeah. Uh, he's been adopted. And so there's this bit where, yeah, uh, these characters are very clearly evil, but obviously Granny and Sylvester, I mean Sylvester maybe, but like Granny and Tweety aren't evil against our characters. No, they're actually just in suits. The characters they're, they're unzip the themselves. Disguise. Steve Martin, the Tasmanian devil as Tweety Bird, and, and what's the wrestler's name? Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg, the wrestler who's been the muscle in this movie, did not get a single line. But Which does get to choice. unzip himself to become uh, to be revealed Lady to be Taz. the la- Lady Tasmanian Devil the whole time. The whole time, uh, which I assume is this, this, this is this where is, this is this, this is on the downhill. This is on the downhill of the movie. We're pretty where it's like, firmly on well, the downslope at this point. That's just bloated. But there's still yeah. a few good lines. A, there's still a few good lines through this point of the movie. Like it's still worth watching, but it's such a hard drop. I, it's just I think too the bloated. best. They and they do this. I the word that I want to immediately say is interesting, but it's actually not. It's actually incredibly uninteresting. Where they specifically split up the cartoons and the uh the the real people into their separate plots, and shockingly, unbelievably, the cartoon character's plot is a lot more fun. They wind up going to space. Uh, it's Bugs and Daffy versus Marvin Man Marvin Martian. Fuck it, kill me. And where's that fusion dance? <laughs> Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. But there's more than one Martian. So yeah, but there's more than one Hedgehog, and then you Sonic the Hedgehog. We don't know that. Not it's in, not, not Sonic their a world. Hedgehog. Not in their world. There's more than one Hedgehog. Yeah, there is. Amy's a Hedgehog. Amy's a jabroni. Silver's a Hedgehog, and I gotta tell you, Shadow pretty Hedgehogish. Well, Shadow's a clone. Shadow's a science experiment. Well, Shadow's like a fucking clone of not Sonic, though. He's like a pre-existing, like... Well, whatever. He's a but goddamn... Amy a goddamn, is a hedgehog, like... though. Silver's a hedgehog. <laughs> Shadow is a goddamn science fair volcano. All right? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. That's Wait, gonna, actually, I think that's... Sonic is, too. Isn't Sonic also made by Eggman and the Sonic lore? Huh? I'm not brushed up on my Sonic lore. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Uh, I don't think it's like Mega Man rules where every character is made by one of them. <laughs> what, a, what a shitty track record Eggman must have. Uh, so, yeah. Well, we so, have wait, this... so, wait. He's okay. making the creature. So, he was making the animal creatures and then making robots to shove those animal creatures into... Well, no, I think he is making the mutant animal creatures like Sonic, Amy, Tails, all of them. But then there's like normal animals. And those, the, because, all right, I'm piecing it together here. And this might just be entirely wrong, honestly. But he's kidnapping he those animals so he can experiment on them. Okay. That's just like Crash Bandicoot, though, at that point. But I guess Crash Bandicoot's like way late to the game. Well, so, yeah, Sonic came first. He always comes first. He's so fast. In my fanfics. There's not a single Sonic so, X80 yeah. fanfic in the world. So, so Wall, so while, uh, Wall, so Wall, Wall, uh, so Wall, uh, Brent, yeah, while, while the cartoons are having a jam Daffy, in space. Yeah. Well, they're having a jam in space. Uh, Brendan Fraser is having a, a fatherly jam, uh, where his dad, who we didn't mention, is played by, oh, uh, right. D- Dalton. What's, what's the name? Um, did I write it down? Am I foolish enough to have not? I didn't write it down. Uh, Incredible. Fucking, what, Dalton, James Dalton? Was it James Dalton? Uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. And Timothy it, Dalton. A, yeah, it's a fun bit because Timothy Dalton is shown to be, uh, he plays a spy in movies, but in reality, and Daffy puts it fantastically, he's a spy, He's he plays a spy in a movie as an actor to cover up that he's, uh, playing an actor as a spy in real life. Yeah. And that's a fun bit because Timothy Dalton was James Bond. Yes. It's very intentional. And also the villain in uh, Hot Fuzz. One of the 20 villains in Hot Fuzz, yes. 
He's the, the, he's the guy who dies last. He doesn't even die. He just gets impaled or like, through the jaw and he lives and oh, it's yeah. fucked up. Oh yeah, that's that was that was messed up. I could really use some ice queen. <laughs> I hot hot fuzz is so weird, man, because it's like it just gets gory so like it goes hard left yeah. turns to gore real fast, real slowly, but oh, hot fuzz is good. And it stays there. Hot fuzz might be one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah so the, there's so this great bit where he's trapped on a on. Uh, train tracks uh, tied to a bo- uh, tons of dynamite obviously uh and what was the third there was there was a third thing was it a there's third a thing and then the pendulum or just the pendulum no yeah, there's an anvil hanging over R- him. that's right he's listening to things so he's like oh the, the, if the tnt doesn't kill you the train will and oh what's that an anvil hanging above your head Oh, and the Pendulum of Doom. Who ordered the Pendulum of Doom? That's just overkill at this point. Take it away. Take it away. I don't want to. That might be the only good bit that Steve Martin has in this entire movie. Yes. It's it's pretty good. It's actually got a lot. There were, I was laughing a lot in this movie. It's like, a funny it's movie. It's genuinely mostly. funny. It just bogs itself like, down. It really does. If you, I think if you cut, because this movie is uh hour, hour and a half, I think. It's 93 yeah. minutes. If you cut this down to like... I think you got 15 minutes out of this movie, and it's, like, it's tight. Yeah. I don't... Um, and, God. This... Also, we talked about, like, movies being weirdly horny earlier. This movie has a moment of weird horniness. Where they're at the, um... Uh, uh... Not fucking... Sam. They're at... They're at... Why can't I remember the name anymore? No, it's Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. I kept saying... I kept saying Sylvester Sam in my brain. Yeah, they're at... A casino owned by Yosemite Sam. (laughs) And there's this um, burlesque show. Which... Who's the actor? Who's the actress? Um, I feel like that's a bit. Like, I don't remember who it was, but I feel like it was probably like an inside bit. I think it's Heather Locklear. Which, you know, for whatever that's worth to you. Who... It feels like they set up to appear more in this movie and then doesn't. Yeah. She just kind of shows up to be hot for a second in a kind of really toned down burlesque show. Yeah. Um, With a lot of very tiny Yosemite Sam actors dancing about. Which there's this great bit. Brendan Fraser mugs one of them. Steals his outfit. And so you have like five... Uh, Yosemites who are like three feet tall and then Brendan Fraser who's like six foot. That's pretty good. And he's trying to be one good. of them. Uh, let's see. What else was there? There's a, The Area 52 bit was like was where it starts to go down. Really long. It was too long. It wasn't... It, it existing wasn't funny. Um, I guess that's how you get Marvin the Martian. But also they did a lot of like classic movie uh, aliens and robots and monsters in this scene. Yeah, this is where they throw it looks like just like costumes. It's just like costumes they probably had lying around in the War Brothers lot. Yeah, there's a Daleks for some reason. There, there's Dr. a Who. Dalek. Yep. Um. There's uh shit. There was a monster I knew. Another one I knew. Just a lot. Just and I don't think they're even that interesting to be there. No. It, it almost seems like it's. It almost seems like the script goes Area Fifty Two insert wacky bullshit here and then at some point they went oh we don't have time to like make wacky bullshit can we just like rob the warner brothers warehouse for parts and i know what you're thinking area 52 don't you mean area 51 no area 51 is a cover for area 52 all right now you can just pause the podcast here when you're done with your laughing fit and if you and if you need and if you need oxygen don't hesitate to call an ambulance they spend a lot of time. This, when I say there is an exact pinpoint where the movie goes downhill, it is this. It is in fact this. This is all. This is roughly, I would say, the halfway point of the film, and it's so long and it drags on, and it's really sad too. Because up to this point, I'm just like, this is a better movie than I remember, and I remember watching this movie a lot on Cartoon Network because this is the only one yeah. that aired on Cartoon Network. Space Jam never fucking aired. This one was on like every other weekend. They bring it back, um, in Paris. The next scene is like pretty good. It's in it, Paris. Yeah. They- they have a really good chasing with Elmer Fudd and uh, Daffy and Bugs. Where they're, where they're Mario 64-ing through paintings. Yes. 
and that that scene's great. That's where Beaky Buzzard comes in, and he doesn't really do anything. He just kind of he shows flies a up. helicopter. He flies a helicopter despite being a vulture. Um, well, is he going to carry Bill Goldberg out of the thing by himself? That's true. Bill Goldberg's a large man. Um, yeah. And th- and then after this is what happens after they this? go There's to Africa. Africa. Yeah, they go directly to Africa because Goldberg steals a camera, which doesn't help. It's, it's, you know what? I don't even want to recap no, it. No, it's not. It's that. not even worth recapping. It's not. I, it, is this movie worth watching? I think so. I think it's mostly yeah. worth watching. Yeah. Because there's uh, some really funny bits at the start. There are. And then there's some bits that are just stupidly funny. There's just stupid shit that's kind of funny. Like, Steve Martin gets turned into a monkey, so then uh, Timothy Dalton pulls out these monkey cuffs that he just had. <laughs> At the very end of the movie, he just has tiny handcuffs. <laughs> and the, and the woman bit, who he's with acme, is, like, crying. The acme bit that they were, why they were going to turn everyone to monkeys was so it can make the monkey slaves to build shit and then turn them back into humans to buy the shit they were enslaved to, to build. Which is the dumbest shit ever. Which, on, <laughs> as in, like, a joke right there, that's fine. Make a whole movie out of it. I don't know. I don't know. The joke kind of loses it. It loses it's, something. It's not quite Syndrome. It's not no. quite that level. Nah. I, I honestly think if you took the first half of this movie and mashed it with the last half of Space Jam, you'd have one fully pretty good movie. Yeah. Like, like Space Jam had some star power in it too, man. That like really brought it home with like, yeah, like Wayne Michael Knight Jordan, and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, who appears in the, in right, uh, which in this is why movie. I can say these movies are canonical with one another because Michael Jordan exists in the back in action universe. Yes, and the scene where everyone's disguises each other. Of course, they do the bit where they're like got way more disguises on. It's never not funny. I don't, <laughs> and I will fucking. Just just I'll do it enough you. times. Just do it enough times and they'll start laughing. Rule it's of five. always funny. Also, the long bit of he's wearing a hat so he can't reach his zipper, which is really... Boy, they stress that joke out. They stress that joke for a full 60 seconds. Yeah. And the, and then one of the costumes he pulls off is Michael Jordan. Which is funny. Which I gotta laugh at. That was funny. I got, I got yeah, you know, it, it, it I them shit all over the bit. It did. And then, holding a basketball and then, too. It's actually like it's dumber and funnier because he unzips his skin suit and he's holding a basketball under the skin suit. Mm-hmm. Very silly. Uh, but yeah, it this movie like gets more disappointing as it goes on, just because it gets worse. Starts off so an, strong, but because there's so many amazing lines at the beginning, like fucking. There's a scene where they're about to they're in this flying car and it's about to crash, and fucking Daffy. The, the Bugs is just scre- screams, pauses to take a breath, mint, uh-huh. and then screams some more. Daffy gets on the phone and is like, "Sell all my Warner Brothers stock! I have a hot tip that Daffy's gonna die. That Bugs Bunny's <laughs> about to die. die. And so in the car that he's gonna die in. Yeah, in the same car. It's such a brilliant fit. Daffy Duck is the un like somehow the actual MVP of this movie. He's hilarious. He is chaos. He is a nightmare on legs." It's so good. He there's there's a scene at the beginning where he's just and this is what makes these sort of movies good is the cartoons being with their cartoon physics and laws interacting with humans who can only do what we can do, you know. Their yeah. cartoons are simply more evolved than us. And so Brendan Fraser is having to chase down Daffy Duck through the Warner Brothers parking lot and it yeah. nothing makes sense. Nothing they, they, Daffy is doing makes any sense. And they don't lock him in the tower when he gets caught unlike the Animaniacs. Right, they actually uh, take down the tower with a no, Batmobile. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they crash a Batman movie set, and then they get a, a functioning Batmobile from the fucking... <laughs> oh, which movies were those? That wasn't Chris Nolan. Who was that? I mean, if it wasn't Chris Nolan, it could have been uh, Tim Burton. Was it Tim Burton's movies? Well, it, was the weird, it was the weird one with the rocket turbine front, right? That was... Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so they does that. He, he's... Daffy tries to steal that, and he crashes it into the uh, water tower. And crashes it all down. Ben, this is when Brendan Fraser gets fired from his job as a security guard slash stuntman. He was trying to be a stuntman. Which isn't actually touched upon ever again. No. 
everything in this movie is just like the it's weird to say this in a movie where the narrative blatantly doesn't matter but the ending of this movie kind of ruins it it does and you could you could just say well don't worry about it but you shoved so much at us you can't expect us not to just like think about it because like it, it just it it's such a weird way to take it because like he put so much narrative in it he yeah. did none of it made sense but there's it's chock full of narrative to its detriment arguably he like he, he like he was like uh making like a salad and put a bunch of beef in it and it's like well don't worry about the beef it doesn't really matter like okay it's but it's still there, there. it's still there I can't. I like, I can eat around it. You I guess. But... Eat, I I can I can do it, but I'm gonna have to like stare it down. I don't. I can't just pretend it doesn't exist. It doesn't work that way. This this ain't exactly like Michelin star. This is just a this is just a bad salad. I don't care how funny this beef is in my salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much of a laughing cow this was. So the ending of the movie is very sudden, where they stop the the villains. Blah blah blah. And then Bugs and Daffy are walking through a hallway. And basically Bugs says, like, yeah, Daffy, you're, you know, you're a good, you're a good guy, Daffy. And Daffy's like, yeah, I'm finally a, as, I guess, important as Bugs Bunny. And then the set starts coming apart. Like, lit, like, it's so weird to explain this. It's so weirdly, like, meta. It's, it's revealed that the entirety of Back in Action was a movie. The entirety of this movie, it turns out, was in fact a movie. Yeah. And the set gets... Bl- Brent- but Daffy doesn't know. Daffy's the only one who didn't know. Like, Daffy was yeah. tricked into starring in this Bugs Bunny flick. And Brendan Fraser gets to punch out the guy who blacklisted him, who turned out to be Brendan Fraser. Yeah, so he, this like, is actually himself. a really... So this joke is really actually kind of dark. Upon, like, the more you know about it. Because he's playing that guy. Right. It's like so weird. So that's what's interesting about joke. it, and I, I guess we're gonna get into this now. Um, much like how Space Jam was based a lot on Michael Jordan's, like things that happened in Michael Jordan's life, where Michael Jordan uh, quit basketball, went to baseball, went back to basketball. Uh, back in Action covers the idea that Brendan Fraser was blacklisted from Hollywood because he called out a man for sexually assaulting him. Obviously, you can't really do that bit in a Looney Tunes movie. So instead, you have Brendan Fraser confront a this uh, uh, dolled, gussied up Hollywood exec, who was also Brent, Brendan Brent. Fraser, and yes. say, "Hey, you're the guy who got me in trouble for questioning his masculinity, or something to that effect." And then yeah. he punches him out. But like, there's some real fucked up narrative to that because it's uh, like he's saying it's his his own fault. No, and there's like some real shit behind that because in in real life, in our world, in the non loony world. Uh, the idea Brendan Fraser getting blacklisted by Hollywood coincided directly with I think his mother passed away and he slipped into like a severe depression and so and his wife he himself him. and his wife divorced wife him di- like and, a lot and, of bad and shit took like all of his money yeah no this dude had, had a rough time. like 15 years man yeah and uh and that joke the joke of like Brendan Fraser punching himself out for screwing himself over is this kind of really dark meta joke of Brendan Fraser did not fix his situation, and so it it's it feels like it's saying what it's happened. It's the meme of like his own when fault. I find out the fucker who's been spending all my money. <laughs> yeah, you can't trust anyone, not even yourself. Which is not it's the only person like I trust is myself. Oh it's... damn it! I ate a whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it feels not fair, and I'm glad Brendan Fraser's back in everyone's good graces now. I'm, I'm he's, glad he's, he's... stuff again. He, it's 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 sad, man, because he missed out on the Me Too movement. You know, he just it happened too early. He was yeah, but, he you know, was like, but like, like Terry a... Crews is able to pull this off and get like support and not be blacklisted from Hollywood because we're in that position nowadays. Brendan Fraser yep. wasn't because it was in the uh, early two thousands. And guess what? Harvey Weinstein was still alive. So guess what? Everyone was not getting away with the Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of Hollywood. Not, uh, not as uh, shiny and pretty as it's uh, dolled up to be. Uh, it's just Californication, man. Breaking news. Why, why, why we have so many? Why is Red Hot Chili Peppers the new hotness? Because it's great, dude. We've referenced it in two episodes in a row, and that's not a lot of episodes, but it feels like a lot. 
Space Jam isn't the final frontier. It was made in a Hollywood basement. <laughs> That's such a good song. <sighs> what what else is there to say about back in action? Um, nothing. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. Uh, yeah. I you know what? That's I think this is gonna place as any to to stop. They didn't have all right. Here's something that we can talk about. They didn't have as many weird pulls as Space Jam did. Space Jam loaded itself up with Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there for were, the background too. I would say there were some. Like there were the bears whose names I don't remember. The bears. There were the the mama bear, baby bear, and papa bear from just a Goldilocks cartoon, right? Not really iconic Looney Tunes characters because they're not really Looney Tunes characters. Like Disney has mama yeah. bear, papa bear, but whatever. There's just a storybook thing. It's a weird thing to. It's a weird set of characters to pull for a situation that any character could have fit in. And it's not like, yeah, it's, it's not even it's a good not, bit. It wasn't even no. funny. There, it's just, and it's hard to describe it as fan service because. What what fa- you need fans to qualify as fan servers, right? Is anyone is oh my clamoring God. for the, Wait a the, the the bears? Let me see. Let me actually see this. There there really aren't like there's no uh uh what were this fucking the brothers again? What were those stupid brothers? The Dover the Dover brothers? The the Dover boys. Yeah, there there wasn't a Dover boys level pull. And it's it's movie. so weird because I'm like looking. It's like, wait, was he the only model that had pants? And is that why they had to pull him? The joke is like, think about the that can't character. be true. That can't. It's be not because he wasn't wearing pants in his original cartoons. <laughs> they pantsed him up so, for this. So why? Because the whole. Did you explain the bit while I was googling? Uh no, not even a little bit. Uh, the fucking Brendan Fraser loses his pants, and he and these bears show up, and he uh. just steals their pants. Yeah, he, and, uh, and it's so he assaults weird. Papa Bear. A- any fucking cartoon, any Looney Tunes could have worked. Yeah. Dude, how many Looney They gotta give him pants, pants anyways. There's that Zangief-looking fu- motherfucker, Bru- Bru- Bruno, Brutus, whatever the fuck that guy's name was at the very beginning. Who was in, who was, oh, uh, that's right. Like, the stuntman audition. He wears, like, I think he wears, like, Zangief. Who, uh, who you mentioned pretty aptly could have filled Goldberg's spot yeah. in this movie. Because they are Goldberg doesn't the do character. anything. He even looks like Goldberg. Him. Yeah, Goldberg doesn't do anything. Which, again, you don't know him from wrestling like I do or at all. But uh, the fact that they gave him no lines and just had him stand there and look intimidating is probably the best use for him. Sad. Yeah, you know. All right. All right. I think we've said all we can say about back in action. I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's rather unfortunate because as I uh, laid out the movies that we were going to do leading up to Space Jam 2, I thought like, yeah, I haven't watched Space Jam in a long time. I'm sure we'll find stuff to talk about in that. Uh, back in action, that was, I remember that being a decent movie. I watched it too much. I'm sure there's stuff that happens in that. Next week, did not to spoil anything. Next week, we're doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I'm going to uh, go out on a limb. I'm going to make a wild assumption. That might be a little bit better than these past two movies. Might be. I don't know, but like it's been a while since I watched it. I don't know if it's aged horribly. Maybe Roger appears in blackface. I remember. I, don't know. I remember it gave me a lot of nightmares as a kid. I remember a, a specific where... nightmare. I remember one very specific nightmare, but we'll get to that. There's oh, there's a there's, a, there's a bunch of straight up murder in this movie, as I recall. Because it's actually a crime noir. It's just actually a straight up crime noir. Let's. I want. I want to stop the conversation here because yeah, we're gonna yeah. start talking about who framed Roger Rabbit. All right. All right. And it's hey, a Jesse, very good movie. Can, Jesse, where can we? Where can they find us? Where can uh, we it, find them? Where can, can we, we find them, Jesse? Well, we know where they are because we track the listening data. Uh, hey, Bill, how's it going? <laughs> Bill, Bill in Washington, we know. Just yeah, we know. But if you want to find us, you can do so at smcp underscore show on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to promote Facebook. Who cares? You can find us individually at Simon Comics or at Jper. You know, if you want to listen to previous episodes, they exist wherever you're listening to this one, or you can find them on our site at smcp.show. If you want to listen to our pet podcast, On Air Buds, you can do so. A new episode just came out this week uh, at On Air Buds and wherever you listen to podcasts. Similarly, uh, new episodes about at the end of every month. 
uh, remember, hashtag smack the Mac, hashtag real Jesse in. I had a viral tweet this week. I had a viral ass tweet this week and real big fish still aren't following me because of it. Not that it had anything to do with them. It just happens to coincide. I, 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 I did numbers. I did numbers, Morgan, numbers. I did a number. I did a number, people. A big number, big. My phone hasn't stopped blowing up. Damn, son. They never tell you, you when buddy. they never tell you about when, you, when your tweets go viral, how you start getting numb to the notifications. It's like, okay, yeah, another 50 people liked it. All right, I'm kind of sick of this. Yeah. I I've foolishly viral once or twice. I, I, I foolishly wanted to go through as like a nice thing and just like throw a like at everyone who like quote tweeted it and responded to no. it. And unfortunately, no. it got way more out of hand than I expected it to. Like I was doing that until it hit like a hundred. I'm just like, all right, this is actually uh, the work of a madman. Then you gotta mute it, man. You just gotta mute it. Do you not know how to mute tweets? I no, I did. I muted it eventually, and and I was like, this now it's just there. Now it's just here. All right, here all right. This is this is this is outdoor talk. All right, that's all, outdoor folks. Outdoor talk. <laughs> Bye. Like, comment, share, five stars.